Hey family, what's going on? Y'all already know who it is, your sister, Aja Basia Lee Sharid, also known as Miss Waters, and I have something to say in spirit and in truth. Guys, we have finally gotten to 1 Maccabees chapter 11, and I'll be sharing it today with you with my baby boy, Yashua Obadiahu, and I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you guys can actually visualize these scenes and know that this is not fictional. This is not some made-up Bible story. This is literal, actual, factual Black history. Okay, family, let's get into this now. We are in 1 Maccabees chapter 11, Black history, our history, Israelite history. Hallelujah. We praise you and bless your holy name for returning unto us that which was lost, that which was hidden, Abba Yahuwah. You have brought it into our grasps, into our hands, into our eye gates, that we may digest it. This is food that we may digest it and feed it to your sheep, Abba Yahuwah, that we may know what happened with our people before Jerusalem was overran by the Gentiles. Hallelujah. So with no further ado, Maccabean Rishon 11. And the king of Mitzrayim, Egypt, gathered together a great host, like the sand that lies upon the seashore, and many ships, and went about through deceit to get Alexander's kingdom and join into his own. Whereupon he took his journey to Spain in a peaceable manner, so as they of the cities opened unto him and met him, for King Alexander had commanded them so to do so. I'm sorry, commanded them so to do, because he was brother-in-law. He was his brother-in-law. I'm sorry, guys. It's sounding like I'm not reading properly, but that is because the way this is written, you know. Okay, so we are in verse 3. Now, as King Ptolemy entered into the cities, he set in order of them a garrison of soldiers to keep it. And when he came near to Ashad, they showed him the temple of Dagon that was burnt and Ashad and the shrubs thereof that were destroyed. Now, guys, I'm going to take a brief break right here to give you uh, just a little bit of information about who Dagon and Ashad were and who were the people that worshipped those deities. And apologies, family, for clarification's sake. Ashdod is not in fact a deity but a place the deity here is Dagon okay family so after some digging I found something on uh, Britannica.com and Joshua is going to share with you greet the people hey it's me Josh you know where, where, where? <laughs> <laughs> okay and make sure you speak up okay go ahead All right. so Dagon also spelled Dagon, West Semitic god of crop fertility. So wait, stop right there. Because you just said the same word twice. You said Dagon, also spelled Dagon. So say it and then spell it. 
Dagon, D-A-G-O-N, also spelled D-A-G-A-N, like that, like that. All right. Rewind. Dagon, also spelled D-A-G-O-N, West Semitic god of crop fertility, worshipped extensively throughout the ancient Middle East. Dagon was the Hebrew and Ugaritic, Ugaritic common noun for grain, and the god Dagon was the legendary inventor of the plow. His cult is attested as early as 2500 BC. Now pause right there. So this person, I'm sorry, this deity was worshipped 2500 years before Yahusha's birth. Continue. And according to texts found at Ras Shamra, ancient Ugarit, he was the father of the god Baal. Dagon had an important temple at Ras Ras Shamra and and in Palestine, where he was particularly, particularly known as god of Philistines. He had several sanctuaries including those in Beth Dagon and Asher and Ashdod at Ross Shamra. Dagon was apparently second in importance only to El, the supreme god, although his functions as a god of vegetation seemed to be seemed to have been transferred to Baal by any by about one thousand five hundred BC. All right. Okay, and correction, it is Ashdod. And what we found also comes from uh, Britannica.com. Okay, um, it says here, Ashad, city of southern Philistine on the coastal plain of ancient Philistia. In 1948, it has been a city in southern West Israel and is one of its three international ports and chief industrial centers. In antiquity, this is what I wanted to know. In antiquity, Ashad was a member of the Philistine Pentopolis five cities. And that is what Philistine Pentopolis, Pentopolis means five cities, Penta meaning five, okay? So anyway, although the Bible assigns it to the tribe of Judah, According to Joshua 15:47, the invading Israelites were unable to subdue it or its satellite towns. When the Ark of the Covenant was lost to the Philistines in battle, 1 Samuel chapter 5, it was first taken to the temple of Dagon at Ashad. In the 8th century BC, the city fell to King Uzziah of Judah, Second Chronicles 26.6 attests to this and it says here, but was soon captured by Assyria according to the Greek historian Herodotus. Herodotus? Yes, Herodotus. Herodotus Samtik. Samtik. Herodian Samtik I, Pharaoh of Egypt. From 664 to 610 BC, he besieged Ashad for 29 years. 
Nehemiah, governor of Judah during the Persian monarchy, 5th century BC, condemned the Jews of his time for intermarrying with the Ashadites. Nehemiah 13 uh, attests to this. So it says, in Hellenistic times, the city was known as Azostus. Azostus Pompey removed it. What? Pompey removed it from Jewish rule and annexed it to the province of Syria. You know, I always wondered about Pompey. Why, you know, what caused it to go through the the horrific, chaotic um, scene of it being covered in volcanic ash? You know, Yahuwah did that. Yahuwah uses everything to his disposal, okay? So anyway, we're not going to go much into that because it's taken away from the the um, the lesson that we're we're sharing with the people today on what actually happened with our people during the Maccabean revolt. All right, family. So now we just have a little bit more of a background. So um, in verse four of first Maccabees chapter 11, we have here and it says, and when he came near to Ashad, they showed him the temple of Dagon that was burnt and Ashad and the shrubs thereof that were destroyed and the bodies that were cast abroad, and them that he had burnt in the battle. For they had made heaps of them by the way where he should pass. Also, the king, the king whatsoever Jonathan had done to the intent he might blame him, but the king held his peace. Then Jonathan met the king with great pomp at Yafo. Maccabeam Rishon, 11 verse 5 also they told the king whatsoever Jonathan had done to the intent he might blame him but the king held his peace sorry family excuse the brief interruption we are in first Maccabees chapter 11 verse 6 then Jonathan met the king with great pomp at Yafo, where he's where they saluted one another and lodged Afterward, Jonathan had, I'm sorry, afterward, Jonathan, when he had gone with the king to the river called Eleutherus, returned again to Jerusalem. Joshua, I'm having visual problems right now. Can you please read for mommy? I can't see. Verse 8. Eight. Okay. King Ptolemy told, told, told me, therefore, having gotten the dominion of the cities by the sea unto Seleucia, um, I guess, upon the sea coast, imagined wicked counsels against Alexander, whereupon he sent ambassadors unto King Demetrius, saying, Come, let us make a league betwixt us. And I will give my daughter, my daughter, whom Alexander has, God, keep on. and you shall reign in your father's kingdom. For I repent that I gave my daughter unto him, for he sought to slay me. Verse 11. 
Thus did he slander him because he was desirous of his kingdom. Wherefore he took his daughter from him and gave her to Demetrius and forsook Alexander so that their hatred was openly known. They had beef. Verse 13, then Ptolemy entered into Antioch, where he set two crowns upon his head, the crown of Asia and the crown of Mitzrayim. So under his dominion was Asia and Egypt. Okay. Remember that is Ham and Japheth people. Verse 14, in the mean season was King Alexander in Sicily. Cilicia, Cilicia, here we go. In the mean season was King Alexander in Cilicia because those that dwelt in those parts had revolted from him. Okay, so Joshua, I'm going to stay in this, and I want you to stay in the Sefer, okay? But I'm going to read um, the Maccabees from a different translation that I have uh, just because I like some of the words in there. Um, and they actually give updated names to some of these places. Like in the place of Mitzrayim, you'll see it say Egypt. Okay. And I think the people may need that. And it'll kind of help uh, for time's sake with the, the, you know, the explaining of everything. Okay. So family, after this brief commercial break, I will be right back picking up in verse 14 of Maccabeum Rishon 11. Okay, we are now in Maccabeum Rishon 11, 1 Maccabees chapter 11, verse 10. For I repent that I gave my daughter unto him, for he sought to slay me. Thus did he slander him because he was desirous of his kingdom. Wherefore he took his daughter from him and gave her to Demetrius and forsook Alexander so that their hatred was openly known. Then Ptolemy entered into Antioch, where he set two, two crowns upon his head, the crown of Asia, <coughs> excuse me, the crown of Asia and of Mitzrayim. In the mean season was King Alexander in Cilicia, because those that dwelt in those parts had revolted from him. But when Alexander heard of this, he came to war against him, whereupon King Ptolemy brought forth his host and met him with a mighty power and put him to flight. So Alexander fled to Aro, there to be defended, but King Ptolemy was exalted. For Zividael and Avri, I'm sorry, the Avri, Zividael, the Avri, took of Alexander's head. He took off his head and sent it to Ptolemy. I heard that. All right, God, this is what I'm trying to tell y'all now. The stuff that comes on TV, on cable, on the Amazon Prime and Netflix and all of that, that's fictional things. Those are fictional stories. <clears throat> this right here is real right history. This is, this is, come on now. So Alexander fled to Arab there to be defended. But King Ptolemy was exalted <clears throat> for Zavidael, the Avri, took off Alexander's head and sent it unto Ptolemy. King Ptolemy also died the third day after, and they that were in the strongholds were slain one of another. 
By this means, Demetrius reigned in the hundred threescore and seventh year. At the same time, Jonathan gathered together them that were in Yehuda to take the tower that was in Yerushalayim, and he made many engines of war against it. Then came wicked persons who hated their own people. They went unto the king and told him that Jonathan besieged the tower. Then came wicked persons who hated their own people. How many times do we stab each other in the back? How many times do we go against the grain for, for no other reason other than covetousness, jealousy, and envy? How many times do we hate our own people and give the enemy one up on us? When will we realize that when one of us falls, we all fall? United, we're supposed to stand. Because divided we fall. Have we not fallen because of the wicked persons that hated their own people when they went unto the king and told them that Jonathan besieged the tower? Guys, this was the beginning of our downfalls, okay? This was, this was the beginning of us losing our power and our place and becoming slaves that were scattered to the four corners of the earth. Hallelujah. And right now, I bind up any principality or power in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach. I bind up those powers that will want to come against this podcast right now, that will want to come against the teaching going forward, that will want to come against even your mind to cause you to question or doubt these things. Now, I'm not telling you not to research these things for yourselves and study to show yourselves approved, hallelujah, and to search out the true things that were once hidden, okay? I'm not telling you not to do that, but I'm coming against right now in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach any interfering spirits, any spirits of confusion, hallelujah. Let us continue. Verse 22. First Maccabees 11. Wherefore, when he heard, he was angry, and immediately removing, he came to Akko, and wrote unto Jonathan that he should not lay siege to the tower, but come and speak with him at Akko in great haste. He like, stop what you're doing, and come here and talk to me now. Nevertheless, Jonathan, when he heard this, Commanded to besiege it still. And he chose certain of the elders of Yasharel and the priests and put himself in peril. Verse 24. And he took silver and gold and raiment and diverse presents besides and went to Akko unto the king where he found favor in his sight and he thought certain wicked men of the people had made complaints against him I'm sorry not he thought and though 
certain wicked men of the people had made complaints against him. Yet the king entreated him as his predecessors had done before and promoted him in the sight of all his friends. I already don't like this. I don't like this at all. I wish that Jonathan would have never had anything to do with him at all. Verse 27. The king confirmed him in the priesthood and in all the honors that he had before and gave him preeminence among his chief friends. And Jonathan desired the king that he would make Yehuda free from tribute as also the three governments with the country of Shamron and he promised him 300 talents. So the king consented and wrote Sepharim unto Jonathan of all these things after this manner, King Demetrius unto his brother Jonathan and unto the nation of the Yahudim sends greetings. We send you here a copy of the Sefer which we did write unto your cousin Lathanius concerning you that ye might see it. Did I say that name right? It's Lastinus. Yes, Lastinus. Lastinus. Okay, Lastinus. All right, anyway, forget being caught up on the name. Let's continue. First Maccabees 11, verse 31. That ye might see it. We send you here a copy of the Sefer, which we did write unto your cousin Lastinius concerning you that ye might see it. King Demetrius unto his father Lastinius sends greetings. We are determined to do good to the people of the Yahudim. Yeah, right. Who are our friends and keep covenants with us because of their goodwill toward us. Wherefore, we have ratified unto them the borders of Yehuda with the three governments uh, this is the three governments of Afika and Lod and Rama. Huh. Of Afika and Lod and Rama. That are added unto Yehuda from the country of Shamron and all things appertaining unto them for all as. I'm sorry, for all such as do sacrifice in Jerusalem instead of the payments which the king received of them yearly aforetime out of the first fruits of the earth and of the trees. Thus being the, the, the these are the beginning roots, these are the, the beginning days of these people and their power, how they had authority to tell Jonathan what Yerushalayim and Yehuda could and could not do. All right, family. We are done with Maccabeum Rishon 11. And I'm feeling some kind of way. Thanks for listening, guys. Shalom. Okay, family. So, like I said, I'm feeling some kind of way, right? So, guys, in wisdom, in righteousness, in spirit, and truth, the best.
best thing for me to do right now is to close this out with not only the ironic benediction unto the righteous, but also some praise and worship. Hallelujah. We were made to worship. We were made to praise. Praise Him cause He's worthy. Bless His holy name. We were made to worship. We were made to praise. Bless Him cause He's worthy. Praise His holy name. I just had to record that because I don't want to forget it. I, I, I. I love it. I love it. That was me and my son earlier on today being silly. You hear him in the background. I, I, I. But seriously, though, um, I didn't want to forget that it was a song that just popped into my head. And I'm not much of a songwriter family, even though I, I sing, right? I have vocal abilities. Um, I'm not much of a songwriter, so I, I was really, really happy that that popped into my head. So if any of you can help me with that, that is the chorus of We Were Made to Worship. Hallelujah. Okay, so now with no further ado, I'm going to sing the song that I wanted to sing last night uh, during Bible study, but I wasn't able to. So um, maybe next week. Okay, but until then, guys, you have this. Just like Zacchaeus, I want to climb to the highest that I can find to look at his face and gaze upon you, Yahusha, in the hopes that you will turn your eyes to me. I need you more than life, Yahusha. I need you more than life, my brother. I am so very small, but I give you my all. I'll leave it all to follow you. Yes, come on. Come into my house. Come into my life. Knock me down and make me over. Heal my bruised and broken heart. Teach me to live in holiness. To love you more than all. My treasure from now on is to have you here with me. Mm. Oh, to have you here with me. Now, how many of you guys, you guys know that Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Tax collectors in those days were very wicked, much like the tax collectors of these days. Okay, so here what he told, he told Mashiach when he saw Mashiach um, coming through the town because Zacchaeus was short. You know what I'm saying? He was short, and I guess the crowd was large, right? Um, this song, this is a song that I, I came across when I was in a Christian church. Um, what was the pastor that wrote it? His name was, um, uh, come on, Daniel. Daniel, and what was his last name? Daniel, Daniel something or other. Daniel Guzman Gonzalez, oh man. 
Lopez. I think it was Daniel Lopez. Yeah, and he was from a church called Universal Church. And this was a song that he actually wrote. Okay, so I'm going to do it again. Now you guys know he's he's singing to Jesus, right? Um, but Zacchaeus didn't meet a man named Jesus. Zacchaeus met our kinsman redeemer, our brother, our savior, whose name was actually Yahusha. Okay, so I'm gonna do the song again, and um, just with my my rewording. All right, Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let me clear. Let me clear my throat. All right, here we go. Just like Zacchaeus, I wanna climb to the highest that I can find. To look at your face and gaze upon you in the hopes that you will turn your eyes to me. I need you more than life, my Lord. Yahusha, my master. I need you more than life, oh Savior. I am so very small, but I give you my all. I'll leave it all to follow you. Yes. Come into my house. Come into my life. Knock me down and make me over. Heal my bruised and broken heart. Teach me to live in holiness. treasure for now on is to have you here with me. Yes. Oh. Yeah, my drama. I need some music. I need some music in the background. Just like Zacchaeus, I want to climb. Climb that tree to see him to the highest that I can find to look at your face. To gaze upon you, Yahusha, in the hopes that you would turn your eyes to me. I need you more than life, my Lord. I need you more than life, Yahusha. I am so very small, but I give you my own. I leave it all. Follow you. Come into my house. Come into my life. Knock me down and make me over. Heal my bruised and broken heart. Teach me to live in holiness. To love you more than all. My treasure from now on is to have you here with me. But now, guys, we have it. We have it even better than Zacchaeus did. Because now he can actually live in us. So when we sing this song, 
We're saying, come into my house, my physical house, my body. May your Ruach HaKodesh live in me so that I can see the fruit of my faith that I am slow to speak, but quick to hear. Hallelujah. And that I'm even slower to anger. Family, y'all sister had an anger problem. I, I'm fighting a temper problem. So I have separated myself from people that bring that out of me. And I'm asking for Mashiach to come into my house. Come into my life. Knock me down and make me over. Heal my bruised and broken heart. Teach me to live in holiness. To love you more than all. So my treasure from now on is to have you here in me. Glory, hallelujah. Yahusha, I need you in me, operating through me. This is the air that I breathe. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. In your very presence, This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. In your very word spoken to me. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your very presence living in me, and I. Desperate for you, and I am lost without you. Yes, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Abba Yahuwah, you know I would be lost without you. My kinsman, redeemer, my savior, my everything, Yahusha Hamashiach, I would be lost without you. If you had not seen fit to endow me with your Holy Spirit, not only would I be lost, but I would be dead. And I thank you that I live. I thank you that it is in you. I live, I move, I breathe. I have my being. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, family. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. I hope you got something out of this.
Shalom.